Hey, welcome to the Healthy Postnatal Buddy Podcast with your postnatal expert, Peter Lapp. Nath, as always, will be me. Uh, today, I am talking about this idea of a new normal postpartum, uh, where you can't do certain things. I'm talking about cancellations for person, cancellation policies for personal trainers. And, you know, maybe one or two other bits, wherever it moves me. It'll be fun, I promise. Here we go. Hey, welcome to the Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast for the 27th of February, 2022. This is episode 150. I can't believe I'm at 150 already. Um, you know, we keep plowing on as best we can, as, <laughs> as the saying goes. I hope you're well. I hope the news isn't depressing you too much. Uh, I am joined today by my four fluffies, that I, the four that I pay the mortgage for. So no Peggy and Porridge today. That's, it's rather tragic. I know what you're thinking. That's tragic. Because that means that in the YouTube videos, you don't get a picture of Peggy and Porridge, um, which is true. But you do get pictures of all the other cute ones. And maybe another cute little video of uh, of Kitty. Um, obviously, you can check those out on our little, uh, on, on the little Healthy Postnatal Body YouTube channel, right? Uh, where you get the podcast with little clips every Friday. And you get a little podcast excerpt every Wednesday. I know I changed that around last week. I did something else uh, because I couldn't find an excerpt. But that is the plan. Uh, you know, the obligatory click, click, like, and subscribe and all that sort of stuff as well. And tell your friends about the podcast. It'd be nice if we could get some more people uh, listening and emailing in and all that sort of stuff. So what am I talking about today? For that is the question. Um this idea of a new normal, I had a chat with a, a personal training client of mine today who'd been to see, um, or had one this week, to be honest. Uh, what was it? On Wednesday. Um, and she'd been to see a, uh, a physio. And the physio told her that from now on, now that she was postpartum, now there were one or two changes that she had to make in her life. Um, and this was a normal physio. This was not a postpartum uh, specialist, by the way. Um, but obviously she had some diastasis recti, one or two uh, uh, dysfunctional muscles and all the standard, just basically the standard postpartum stuff. Um, and from now on, she was told, or at least that's what she heard, she had to roll in and out of bed. You know, I'm sure you've heard that as well. Uh, rather than sitting up straight and, lying down and all that sort of stuff. They had to, you know, you roll onto your side and then you roll onto your back and then you get comfortable, that sort of stuff. And she couldn't lift weights anymore, uh, whatever that means. Um, you know, that, that wasn't quantified. She wasn't told she couldn't lift 20 or 50 or 100 kilos. Just don't lift weights. <clears throat> and don't do resistance training. Um, and that idea, of course, is... It's all hokum, right? It's, it's, it's all, that is just not the way it works at all. Um, the problem with that sort of advice is that that's what people do. It's the same as just sleeping with a pillow between your legs or with a cushion between your legs for spinal alignment and all that sort of stuff. 
you're much better off just buying a good mattress um, and having a good pillow and all that sort of stuff. But when you have, the key is not to stop doing things postpartum. I mean, just the idea that you can only roll over into bed is clearly in, insane, or otherwise you might make your diastasis worse. But is, that is just not true. That is, that is not the case at all. If you just breathe through the effort, and it doesn't even have to be the core breath that you use, if you just exhale through getting up in the morning, so the act of getting up, uh, in the same way that I always tell people to do when they squat on the way up, just as soon as you start thinking of moving up, you start exhaling, then there is no pressure, uh, internal pressure on, on the core. So you don't need to worry about how to get in and out of bed. Just the thought that you cannot do these things, especially if you, if you then translate it, if you hear it in your head as that that is a permanent, uh, like a new normal sort of deal, that is clearly insane. We have to realize that things that require us, say, fighting gravity, as I always say, or that require effort, are just things that we need to breathe through a little bit. Now, in an ideal world, you'd use a core breath for that. And, you know, the more you use the core breath and the more you do your postpartum exercises, the better your muscles get at uh, activating correctly and activating at the right time. But even if you're like, no, I'm never going to exercise. <laughs> I'm okay having diastasis recti. Uh, I'm okay having a weak core and all that sort of stuff. As long as you just exhale through the effort, so exhale on the way up, then you will uh, have no problem at all making the, the, in the sense that you won't make anything worse. That is just not the way that works. Um, so it's a bit of a shame that, that personal, that personal trainers and, and, and physios still tell women to do that. Obviously, with regards to lifting weights and all that sort of stuff, it's the same as not quantifying exercise. When people say, um, you can start exercising again after eight, after six or eight weeks, that doesn't, that doesn't in itself mean anything. You need to you need to qualify that statement. You need to when you say when we're talking about uh, you can exercise again. What do you mean by that? Can you do the Joe Wicks fifteen minute lean in fifteen or, or or whatever it is? No, you can't. Can you go run a marathon? No, you can't. You can start by doing gentle postpartum exercises. That is how you should qualify these things. When you say don't lift weights, that doesn't. That is just insane to tell someone who has a baby that they can't lift stuff just doesn't make any sense. You can't pick up a dumbbell. Oh, can I pick up my kid and the shopping and the buggy and the travel systems and all that? Yeah, that's fine. Why would the dumbbell then be different? <laughs> it just doesn't add up. right? It just doesn't make sense. The statement itself to not lift things. Uh, not lift heavy things, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Kids get heavier. What you want to do is say, listen, you can start exercising again at six to eight weeks. We recommend that you do some muscle activation exercises first. That's usually what physios are really, really good at, um, especially if you have a, a physio, a woman's health physio. They should just say, okay, these are the exercises you can do for muscle activation. And then you work with somebody 
if, if it's with somebody else. Um, you can work with somebody else to build your strength and endurance up so that you can deal with life. So then, you know, that's the whole thing. Obviously, a good postpartum personal trainer takes care of all these things for you. But you can split them up two ways. The, the physio for muscle activation and to help with any sort of muscle dysfunction and all that sort of stuff. Basically, when I say things like the glutes have switched off, you know, glute activation, glute dysfunction, hamstring dysfunction, physios are pretty good at that sort of thing. That's kind of their, their, their area of expertise, if you have a good one. And then you go see a personal trainer to increase strength and endurance uh, afterwards when you've got your muscle activation sorted. That is what the new normal is. You have to be able to do normal exercises. I used to, uh, I used to, I had an email from someone about a year or so ago, and I think I covered a little bit of this on the podcast at the time, where she was saying that her, she could do everything in life, but she really struggled getting up off the floor when she was playing with her kids, uh, because of her diastasis recti. And, what the physio said is, yeah, just roll onto your knees first and then uh, then get yourself up, you know, push yourself up off uh, up off the floor. And that that just that is no way to tell people <laughs> how to live. All this lady needed to do was exhale through the motion. Of course, in an ideal world, again, this was what the physio told her to do. So the physio should work on muscle activation and all that sort of stuff. But if you use the core breath as you get up off the floor, then you won't, your diastasis recti won't get worse. It just won't. That is physically impossible to happen, right? Again, diastasis recti is created by internal pressure. If you alleviate the pressure, then by definition, your diastasis recti won't, uh, won't get worse. Now, that doesn't mean that you'll have good muscle activation and all that sort of stuff. But um, so that is definitely something that needs to be worked on. Because, of course, an activity such as getting up off the floor or getting out of bed and all that sort of stuff or just sleeping at night without a pillow, that, that, that should be normal. Everybody can do this, Right. Um, and it might well be that because you have diastasis recti or your postpartum, and that's kind of like treating it like an injury, that you have to do some exercises to get back to that level. You have to put a bit of work in to get back to that level. But that is completely normal. That is completely different from accepting it as a as as a new normal sort of situation. That just that just doesn't make any sense. Uh, so please don't think that you have to do that forever, that you can never do things again, uh, even that you can never do crunches and all that sort of stuff again. You hear that a lot, you know. Once your diastasis recti is fixed, you can do whatever the hell you want. Those are the rules, right? You can do whatever you want when your diastasis is fixed. And if you just breathe through stuff, then at least the gap won't get any worse. Um, but in an ideal world, you put a bit of work in, right? Um, and if you listen to this podcast, chances are you probably do. Right, something else I wanted to touch on, because this will be a short podcast. By the way, again, like and subscribe if you uh, if you can, give it a shot. Uh, that would be much appreciated. Or just tell your friends um, that they can email someone. Peter at healthypostnatalbody.com or info at healthypostnatalbody.com. 
if you have any questions or if they have any questions, just send me an email. I, I, I like to get emails. And as always, now there's no sales when I ask uh, when I answer your emails, right? Of course, you can always get your free months free at healthypostnatalbody.com. Anyways, um, just a very quick one. PT cancellation policies, because this is something that, that, that drives me up the wall. If you're working with a personal trainer, if you're postpartum and you're thinking, you're thinking of working with a personal trainer, always ask them what their cancellation policies is with regards to late cancellations. I know even if, if before you had a baby, you were super reliable and you're always five, 10 minutes early for every appointment you had and all that sort of stuff. Um, that is likely going to change a little bit in <laughs> postpartum. Um, because babies are funny that way. They love to mess things up. And the last thing you need is to be charged for a late cancellation or for showing up 15 minutes late or whatever it is. I know when I worked at David Lloyd there uh, a long, long time ago, their policy was always, you know, after 15 minutes, you pay for the session if you're 15 minutes late, but you might not get the session. And it's all at the PT's discretion, of course, but that was technically what it was. And 24-hour cancellation policies, you know, you have to cancel more than 24 hours in advance and all that sort of ridiculous stuff. Uh, when you're postpartum, you do not have that level of reliability. And a postpartum personal trainer knows this, right? I've always said this, that uh, I, I personally don't have any cancellation policy other than I charge you for the session if you send me a text and I just can't be bothered. Um, that's the only time. If you tell me I got drunk last night and can't be bothered training today, then I'll charge you. Any other scenario where baby's sick, uh, baby not feeling well, haven't slept last night, all that sort of stuff. Do you... you you just can't charge for that stuff if you're in in the postpartum field because it happens so often. Right when I do the my postpartum package, the 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 new mom package, which consists of like twenty four sessions, right? I have never yet had one client, and I've trained a lot of people on that package. Uh, I've never trained one that didn't at least take more than 13, 14 weeks to complete that. I just finished up with somebody who only canceled twice, and that's a record. <laughs> um, and that genuinely is a record. So she took 13 weeks to complete a 12-week package. And for all the years, and I've, I've done this for eight, nine, 10 years, that particular, that particular package, she is the only one that did it within 13 weeks. Um, so that is what that is just what happens, right? Things get in the way, and every personal trainer or physio that that starts working in the postpartum field knows that this will happen. And it's a really crappy thing to do if you know that you're going to be working with a with clients who are, let's say, less reliable for because of external circumstances. Um, with regards to showing up for their sessions and all that sort of thing, it's a really shitty thing to do. So then to then implement a 24-hour cancellation policy. 
granted, you just can't do that. And if you then say, yeah, but I've got a business to run, yeah, but you're in the wrong industry. That's the thing. If a person, if you ask a personal trainer, what's your cancellation policy? And they say 24 hours or you get charged a full rate. And then you say, but come on now, I've got a baby. Yeah, but you know, I've got a business to run. They're in the wrong industry. They're not going to have the level of empathy and understanding that you require in a good postpartum personal trainer. I guarantee it. That is just not going to happen. They're going to miss other things as well. And then you come to them and you say, ah, okay, I'll train today, but I haven't slept last night. And they say, well, but I prepared this session plan. So this is what we're going to do. They are going to not understand that once you leave a PT session, that you have a life to get back to. You know, it's likely that they're going to be the type of personal trainer that absolutely ruins you (laughs) uh, training legs. And if you're like, I can't walk for two days, but... I still have a baby to take care of. And, you know, you just can't do that sort of stuff. Um, It's always indicative of another issue. If people don't get the basics right, then that's indicative of another problem. As far as I'm concerned, of course. Um, That is just my humble opinion on that. Um, it It is definitely, like I said, it's a good idea to just ask the question, what is your cancellation policy. Because if they charge you 24 hours, that's going to cost you money and you need to take that into account when uh, when working with people. So anyways, uh, obviously there's no in the news this week because, you know, there's only one thing in the news this week and that's a horrible situation in the Ukraine. So I'm not going to touch on, on that because, you know, it's usually a relatively happy podcast and no point bringing you down. Um, next week, by the way, and next week I have an Awesome, awesome, awesome interview with uh, a lady called Danielle. And if I had any sort of sense, then I would have looked up what her surname was. Uh, we're talking about neurodivergence, uh, raising neurodivergent kids or raising kids as a neurodivergent parent. So parent with ADHD or autism uh, or kids with ADHD, autism, uh, and the wide, wide variety of that sort of thing. Um, she's got a couple of neuro, neurodivergent kids, and she is uh, autistic herself as well. And it was a blast. I have not had that much fun, and I've not learned that much from an interview in a while. And admittedly, that is because I haven't done interviews in a while. But this was a joy I've got some great interviews coming up, by the way. Some truly tremendous people lined up. Um, what do we have coming up? So we have the, the neurodivergence one. We have an autism one. We have eating and stress related one, as in stress caused by eating um, and all that sort of stuff. Basically, it's going to be great for the next couple of months. So, you know, stick around. Again, hit like and subscribe. I'm going to leave it there, guys. I don't have that much (laughs) left to talk about. I cranked this out. It's a beautiful afternoon. I've already done a walk with my puppies. I'm going to do another walk with them now. And, you know, that's how I want to spend my day. So you take care of yourself and have a tremendous week. I'll be back next week with that tremendous interview um, about neurodivergence. All right, you take care of yourself. Peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. As always, if you have any questions at all. Right? Bye now.